0: Hey, out there to all people and try hard bad boys! Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who glows in the dark, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland?
1: You're not supposed to tell anybody. The government's going to come get me. Ah, well, secret's out. Man, Go the get him. Now we're not going to be able to do a podcast. Ooh. It's all right. Anyway, that was my plan all along. Uh, oh, you're trying to replace me. How are you doing, Cortland? <laughs> I'm doing fine, Brandon. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Nice.
0: Yeah. So, uh, how was your week, man? Mm,
1: you know, the week was pretty. It started out pretty good because Fourth uh, of July happened and I had the day off from work, so that's a plus. Ooh, nice. Uh, other than that, I think it went downhill after that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't yeah, I mean, another you day off of work. No, I want like at least five in a, five in a row every day, but uh, it doesn't happen anymore. No, that was fine. I didn't really do anything, though, Brandon. I'd just been kind of streaming a bit uh, on Twitch, and yeah, just interacting with people, have a good time. Cool. That sounds cool. Playing it's games fun. is fun. I like playing games. Not my Woo-hoo! haunted house games, though. <laughs> uh, so, speaking about the haunted house games, so that episode sure. went out on Patreon, and uh, we had some patrons listen to it. And one of them, Kathy, she messaged me, and she was like, Hey, I noticed that you said like a lot of board games aren't like, cooperative, you know, and, um, she was like, I actually played Jumanji recently, and that's actually a co-op game, did you know that? No. According to the movie, which I've watched at least, hmm, 20 times now probably in my life, that was not a co-op game. I mean, it was, but, like, they were still struggling to get to the end together. It was
0: cooperative in the sense, like, you all want to not die from the deadly animals, so, you know, you help each other
1: out to not die sometimes. Yeah, I mean, they don't do that in Monopoly, though. That's what I was trying to say. Monopoly is very cutthroat. It ruins lives and families. Yeah.
0: Don't play Monopoly.
1: When's the last time you played Monopoly?
0: <sighs> uh, a few years ago. I don't know. I've never finished you a play game. with your kids? No, they don't have the
1: patience. That's why I play Monopoly Jr. <laughs> so much easier. Yeah. Get the same shit. It's, it's really the only way to play it. Monopoly Jr. is the shit. Wanna play the
0: junior versions of all the board games. Yeah,
1: like like we ain't got
0: time ju- for all this stuff. Junior risk. Like <laughs> Yeah, like I'm taking over the
1: sand pit. Oh my god. <laughs> Somebody should make that. I'm sure it's a thing. Send my army to the treehouse. Let me actually just Google that really quick. Risk junior. for babies. Mm, junior. Yeah, risk for dum-dum.
0: Risk, baby. It, it actually exists. Global thermonuclear war.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking about Muppet Baby. So every time somebody's <laughs> like, hey, what's your favorite episode of the podcast? My mm-hmm. go-to answer is always Mystical Mirror because I just love the part where we talk about Muppet Babies a couple of times. And you're like, "Yeah," <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the Madame Visage or whatever the fuck her name is. I don't remember anymore. When her face melts and you were like, yeah, Muppet Babies ruined it for me. I, was, <laughs> I think that's so yeah. Funny. not to
0: toot our own horns too much, but we are guys. incredible.
1: We're so funny. Was fun. <laughs> uh, I had another person um, message me and said that they really liked the video for the tale of the laser maze in one minute, too. And I was like, oh, thanks, you guys. I worked yeah, hard of that. that. That is a good one. <laughs> that's so good. I need to make that viral somehow. Can I just, like, inject some virus into that so that everybody can see it? I don't know if that's a thing.
0: I don't know. You just need to somehow get one of the actors who was in it to be like, Oh, check out this funny video of me being awesome. And then they somehow get it to George Clooney or something. And then... (laughs) Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just got to get out to Miss Vandervoort and uh, say, Hey, girl, I love your accent. (laughs) Can you please come on my radio? <laughs> please <laughs> About get, you edit? get the suit there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you do anything sweet this week, Brandon?
0: Well, you know, I had a day off of work, too. What? And For what? It was pretty exciting, but it was kind of like, you know, it's uh, pluses and minuses because I got it off because there's uh, more devastating floods
1: oh, what? here Again? in this area.
0: Yeah. So when it happened last year, they told us, oh, this is a one in a hundred year flood. Like this is a, this this is, this is the big one folks. And then it mm-hmm. happened again this year. And then it happened again a month after that.
1: And then it happened again two months after that. So how bad is it this time? Cause last time, like your electronics died. Okay. Like your mm-hmm. computer still sizzled away yeah, from still the moisture. Recovered. Is it going to be like that again? Brandon? Are you gonna um, ruin st- is it going to ruin stuff?
0: No, like, uh, okay. I got a day off work this time, which I didn't last time, so the water was it's actually clean. higher around the area than it has been the last three once-in-a-hundred-year floods, uh, yeah. but uh, my stuff's okay, because all the stuff that would have been destroyed was already destroyed, so.
1: Oh, good, silver lining. All good. We need to get, here's what you're gonna do, I'm gonna give you some money, Um, we'll get you some plastic bags, and you can bag up your <laughs> children and, and your playstation 5 Oof. oh man rest in peace playstation in 5 peace. Shit. damn <sighs> so yeah day
0: off work i'll take <laughs> yeah, it
1: nice it was
0: only the queen's birthday just a couple of weeks ago so like i'm
1: getting the all about these work. days off work here's the thing if oh. i can get a day off of work i will take it and i will enjoy myself with it because work is stupid <laughs> Yep, works for jerks
0: and oh, podcastings God. for
1: <laughs> yeah, make that one rhyme. <laughs> and
0: I, I'm not even gonna try.
1: You're a poet, but you didn't know it, and then you.
0: Get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cortland. Well,
1: yeah. Well, we watched what?
0: an episode of Goosebumps, didn't we? Oh, I suppose we did. Yeah. So we watched part one of the Perfect School, and I'll yeah. say say it right off the top that this is a part one. So I know, you should know right. what to expect: storylines that don't wrap up, and uh, a lot of setting up things that don't pay off.
1: Um you know, I got to say, I know you didn't ask me what I thought about it, you jerk, but uh, I thought it was all right. I didn't I didn't mind this one actually. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like nothing really happens that much, but still there's enough action in, in it that makes me interested in finding out what's going to go on. The first 5 minutes of the episode is a huge waste of time, but I kind of still like it a bit. And yeah, then Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, the main like the characters in it, I'm interested in them. Uh, I want to know more about them. Um, the setting is interesting, I guess. Ron Oliver. I mean, that's all I really have to mm-hmm. say. Ron Oliver. And, uh... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to part two, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think I agree
0: with you in that this, this one doesn't feel, when you're watching it, like, God, they could have cut out 90% of this and we didn't need to make it a two-parter. Like, there is some parts that aren't crucial to the story, but... Mm-hmm. It's it's all right to have him in there. It's good to have him in there.
1: Yeah, my favorite part about this is we're like, is that, you know, interesting, not bad. And Ron Oliver like literally said, yeah, we just filmed too much, and <laughs> yeah, now it's a two parter. And uh, okay, you know, I'm here just for like, it, Ron. Whatever,
0: whatever. I just I made too much chili, and now we're gonna be eating yeah. it for the next five days.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm excited.
0: All right. Well.
1: Let's just talk about part one, then. Okay.
0: So, the episode begins on a dark and stormy night, which they have mm. been for the past couple of episodes, I feel. Yeah. That's that's the, the mood season three is setting, is dark and stormy night.
1: Yeah,
0: well, whatever. We see a shot of a big house, and then we move into a kid's bedroom, where a young boy is hiding beneath his sheets. He peeks his head out, and a voice comes from inside an air vent on his wall, saying, Riley... Riley O'Connor. I had
1: no idea what he says. How long did it take for you to figure that out? Uh, only like three rewatches. Oh, okay. That's not bad. All right. <laughs> I do have to say, Brandon, just to stop you here. When we sure. look in at the vent to the right, this child has a shelving unit with dolls on them. Like, it's got these dolls that are in, like, monster outfits.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really,
1: really weird.
0: So he likes monsters. Yeah. Well, he likes which dolls. Is
1: baby dolls, specifically. Uh, dressed in monster outfits or maybe they're dinosaurs i think they're monsters though
0: those must just be ron oliver's personal monster babies
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has really weird like props and stuff in here i don't <laughs> ron, like remember like the purple or the pink poodle from uh vampire breath like yeah i don't know where to get this shit i don't get it but i love it yeah. i love it ron
0: it, it just adds me. charm you know <laughs> that ron oliver charm
1: <gasps> oh my god I'm going to have to go watch all of his Hallmark movies now and see what kind of fucking props he puts in that shit. It's like, wait, are those
0: monster babies in Christmas in (laughs) Seattle?
1: Monster babies are in every episode. Monster (laughs) babies.
0: (laughs) And one of my Ron Oliver Easter eggs, I hide a monster baby in every one of my movies.
1: Oh, Brandon, I'm an idiot. Okay, hold on. All right. The monster baby thing. It's actually a poster for Saul. Drapper Saul? I'm going to Google that really quick. Let's okay. Put this, grind this podcast episode to a halt while I sure. Google Draper. Live Googling. Draper Saul. Directed by Ron Oliver. I'm getting nothing. Hmm. All right.
0: Prop department made it up?
1: Maybe. It looks like a band cover or something, maybe. Okay, whatever. You know what? Who cares?
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. So Riley is under his blankets and he is squeaking and whimpering. Then the voice from the vent says, I'm going to get you, Riley brian's first then you're next (gasps) we get a quick shot of a hand flipping a switch and then the power is out riley keeps whining and moaning then we move away from that action now we're at a restaurant a man and woman are just leaving and the man says boy that peach cobbler sure looked nice okay the woman tells him
1: we'll get dessert next time i promise if it
0: weren't their first time home alone it wouldn't be a problem
1: I gotta say, if I wanted that peach cobbler, I'd get that fucking peach cobbler. Yeah. Get the peach cobbler to go, man. Exactly. Whatever. Nothing
0: should get between someone and peach cobbler. (laughs) The dad, because, you know, it's the
1: dad. Yeah.
0: Says, it's only been an hour and a half. What could go wrong in an hour
1: and a half? What could go wrong? Classic.
0: This, of course, transitions back to the house, where it's dark, and we just see a silhouette and a pair of legs walking slowly toward a staircase. His black-gloved hand grabs the banister and slides up as he climbs. Oh, shit. So this is all shot like classic horror movie style. It's it's done really well. Yeah. It's the intruder in the house. The thunderstorm's all like...
1: Oh,
0: the thunderstorm. Good lord, man.
1: It's going all over the place. It's like a strobe light. (laughs) (laughs)
0: The Thunderstorm is practically a main character in this episode, so when we get to the IMDb list, (laughs) I'll have to be sure to include all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons that
1: (laughs) it was in. In
0: In bed, Riley grabs a plastic bowling pin and prepares for combat. Meanwhile, the all-black figure continues to take its time, loudly climbing each step. Mom and Dad pull into the driveway, and Dad remarks that the house is still standing, and they had nothing to worry about. But as they get out of the car, Mom wonders why all the lights are off. In his room, Riley clutches his plastic toy tightly as the door begins to open, and he prepares himself mentally for death. He's like, "I'll
1: do it one day. This is it.
0: (laughs) It's been a good ride. Seven years." We get a cool Hitchcock zoom shot of Riley's face as the door opens.
1: I love the Hitchcock shot of like it zooming out a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. So good.
0: It's it's a simple trick and it works every time. You're like, whoa. So good. Standing in the doorway is a person in all black wearing a ski mask. He points to Riley and says, Riley. Riley screams. And we get like 13 different camera angles of him screaming.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: Then it cuts to commercial break. And when it comes back, we get like five more scream angles. See, this is why
1: this is a two parter because they had so much footage of him screaming. Ron was like, I'm not cutting any of it. (laughs) (laughs) More camera angles.
0: (laughs) R.L. Stein was like, Please, we don't need all the screaming. (laughs) He's like, Nope. It all stays. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oliver Oliver's the man. He is.
0: The mask is ripped off of the person, and we see that it's just a teenage boy. Mm -hmm. On both sides of him are his parents. He looks back and forth and says,
1: You're home early. I have to say, Brandon, so the mask gets pulled off of him, and the Mm -hmm. mom and dad are in front of him in the room, and he's in the doorway still. So they had to, like, silently... Stealthily scooch <laughs> into the into the room somehow without bumping him, <laughs> and then pull well, the mask off on the other side. Ski
0: masks don't really give you the best peripheral vision, so okay, they could just slide their way in. He wouldn't even. They know. were
1: just like they were stealthily, like inch by inch, scooching. <laughs> they
0: moonwalked him. into the room.
1: They climbed into the ceiling, like. <laughs> Drop down under one of the paneled ceiling tiles and then pop down. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I watched the whole thing. Extender's cut. The Ron Oliver edition. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: There's even more footage that they didn't use. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut immediately to the morning. Mom, Dad, and the boy, Brian, are waiting at the end of their driveway. They're looking toward the end of the road, waiting for something to come. And Brian has a bag packed. He looks to his parents and says, You should be congratulating me on my creativity. Most brothers would have just jumped out of the closet and yelled, boo.
1: Most brothers would sit under the bed for hours listening and waiting like weirdos.
0: <laughs> yes, we've seen that, haven't we? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm barking ghost.
0: Mom and dad don't give a fuck about his creativity, and they keep looking out. He says, Come on,
1: you're not really
0: gonna send me away, are you? Mom tells him that some time away from home, and you know, they get some time away from him, will be good for him. Sounds like it's good for the parents. Yeah. Get rid of that shithead. What do you think what do you think of Brian? Do you like feel bad for him or are you like no you are a fuckwit
1: I wish I knew other pranks that he pulled cuz I don't think they tell us like what else he's done uh this prank was pretty good like it it's a lot and he had the ski mask on like it would be horrifying if you were home alone and this happened you know Yeah I like Brian <laughs> I do I think he's cool Do you? Yeah
0: Okay I think we're going to come in on opposite ends on the Brian
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fine Whatever I'm team yeah. Brian right now Okay fair enough why, you think he's a little shithead?
0: Uh, yeah, I think he's a he's a shit, uh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like we should have gotten some kind of prank where it was like, it wasn't really his fault and it's a misunderstanding, but he's like... Oh, true, yeah. He's not really bad, but like, no, it seems like he really just is a dick. But, whatever. It works for the episode, because he needs to get sent to the perfect school.
1: Well... You know, that is a pretty dick move to do all of that. Like, very thematic. He has thought this out for... Like, he could potentially be a serial killer later in life, I think.
0: Yeah, and Riley's definitely going to have
1: issues that are going to last for (laughs) quite a while. I don't... I tried to think about this. Like, I actively was like, if I was 10 years old and I was watching this, would I be Team Brian? And I think I probably would. But, I mean, I can see the other side of things being an adult and being like, God, if this was my kid, oh, that'd be a lot. Well, you got
0: this this can't just be a one time thing. This had to be the straw that broke Camel's sure. back, so Yeah. We'll just assume I'll just assume that he's done all kinds of dick stuff.
1: Yeah, he's also <laughs> killed the pet. Uh he chopped off the fins of his goldfish to see what happens. He uh likes to light fires, um, buried the cat and mowed it with a lawnmower. Yeah, he did all that.
0: Yeah, and the parents were all right with that. They were like, "Oh, once, that Brian, boys will be boys, but yep. you know, once, you he, pull tra- off once this... he
1: threatened his baby, <laughs> baby Riley, the fave."
0: <laughs> yeah, then you're out of there. Rehome. Brian isn't so sure that going away is the best thing for him, and he pulls out the brochure. It says, "The perfect school.
1: Why settle for anything less than perfect?"
0: And I gotta say, like the the graphic design on this brochure is pretty sloppy very plain i wouldn't go
1: there oh yeah it is no it's got like a little uh waiter like bell on the bottom for some reason i don't know
0: yeah it's just like plain aerial font on a sheet of paper it's like perfect school come here
1: and you know what in its defense we don't see the other pages so that's true it's probably amazing inside
0: <laughs> inside it's just fucking beautiful pictures and like <laughs> it's animated <laughs> somehow yeah it's a pop-out there's a gold inlay brian tells and dad I said sorry a billion times. No one in this family can take a goof. Dad tells Brian that he crossed the line, and it wasn't the first time. So, we got that. Brian's defense is that that's what older brothers do. He saw it in an episode of Goosebumps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He said, I read it. Arlstein's gospel.
0: (laughs) It's like, my next one was going to be about worms.
1: He would have loved it. Oh, Einstein would have been. (laughs) Ron Oliver said, "No."
0: (laughs) He tells his parents that somebody has to teach Riley not to be such a sucker all the time. Just then, a yellow school bus pulls up with the perfect school emblazoned on the side. Uh Brian turns toward his parents and says, "Just one more time. I'm really, really sorry." Mom and Dad raise their eyebrows a little bit and look at each other, and then Dad goes, "Good luck, son." Says,
1: fuck off, you're out.
0: (laughs) Mom gives him a kiss and tells him that she hopes he learns something from all this. Brian picks up his bag and he starts walking towards the bus, muttering that the only thing he's going to learn is how to waste his summer. Oh, boo. Good one, Brian. Brian gets on the bus, and he's greeted with a bunch of silent, staring faces. Yeah. A boy in sunglasses is reading a magazine called Giant Robot.
1: Yep, and there's some really funky beats playing.
0: Oh, yeah. Then the funky beat starts playing, and it's like fake Marky Mark, Funky Bunch, <laughs> 90s, kind of hip hop stuff. That boy in sunglasses turns toward Brian and gives him a little what's up nod. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And then we see another boy in, like, normal, nerdy glasses. And he looks at Brian, too, and smiles.
1: Yeah, he smiles like a weirdo. He goes, (laughs) as he pushes his glasses up. It's like, what the fuck is that?
0: Yeah, comes off a little weird right from the start, doesn't he? Yes. Brian looks back and forth between these two gentlemen before deciding to sit with the cool sunglasses, kid.
1: Yeah, the problem here is that there's a bunch of empty seats. Why wouldn't you just take an empty seat? (laughs) What are you doing?
0: Yeah, that's dumb. But, you know, you gotta make friends right away. Sure. The guy flips his shades up and says, Welcome to the party. I'm CJ. Brian points to the nerdy kid and asks, What's his story? What's he in for? Looks like he belongs in a church and not on his way to Camp Perfecto. CJ shakes his head and tells him, His name's Joe. That's all he told me.
1: Man, CJ's so rad. I know, right? He's So cool. Sunglasses. Think he's got a vest on. He does, yeah. I wish you were CJ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, that's pretty similar to how we met. Mm, kinda, kinda.
1: I was like, "Hey, what's up?" With- no, did I even ask about? No, you asked me if I had clowns under my bed. I was like, "Fuck what?" I'm my anyway, yeah, Mega Man. So
0: pretty much exactly that. <laughs> Brian puts his head back on his seat and says, "I can't believe they're doing this to me." A little later on, the bus pulls into the perfect school, and military-sounding drums play. As the bus stops in a large, empty hangar, uh-huh. at the bottom of the screen, the words, day one, two o'clock p.m. appear, and it's
1: like, interesting, yeah,
0: yeah, so it's like a Mission Impossible
1: movie, basically, okay, I'm on board, which, never seen yeah. the one, but that's okay, <laughs> but, uh,
0: it's uh, thematically appropriate for later, the kids all leave the bus, and they stand in a line. A man in a suit with slicked back hair appears and says You three, stand where you are. This guy And of course this guy's referring to Brian sunglasses and nerd glasses because like they're the only characters who've gotten any kind of introduction.
1: Yeah, yeah he specifically like points them out and it's really weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you but three the main important characters.
1: characters.
0: So. <laughs> so this man takes CJ's robot magazine and starts to walk away. Brian loudly says this guy seems like a load of laughs. And the man shouts back, No talking! And keeps Shut moving.
1: Up. Up. <laughs>
0: we see the man walking over to another group of people. He tells a man and woman there, Here, as promised, your perfect boy.
1: Alright.
0: A preppy looking boy walks over and greets his parents like overly oh, formally. Mother. CJ and Brian ponder oh, what the father. boy must have been like when he first got to the perfect school.
1: Hmm. hmm. Wonder.
0: We cut to later. The kids are in another line, this time giving up all of their personal items into small boxes. Yeah. A boy at the front of the line puts in his glasses and like a switchblade and a watch and stuff. And he starts to try to leave, but the slick haired headmaster is like, come on, where's the rest of it?
1: Yeah. The boy
0: spits out his retainer into the box oh, and okay. the headmaster is like, oh yeah, that's the shit. <laughs> Fuck, so what a weirdo! Nasty.
1: Why is he? Well, first of all, though, why does this kid's got a switchblade? Why did he bring a switchblade? Wouldn't his parents be like, "Hey, uh, don't bring your <laughs> switchblade"? <laughs> yeah.
0: He thought he was gonna get away with bringing a switchblade.
1: I don't. I don't get. Yeah, but him taking out that retainer. Yeah. So fucking nasty.
0: But like, that's how strict they're setting up. Like that's how strict they are. It's like you can't even have a retainer. He no, needs that. no perfect. He's got to have perfect teeth.
1: Like- the nope. one thing that this school isn't perfect with is their teeth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brian somehow manages to get into a fight with another inmate at the school, telling him that he missed a spot while mopping. The headmaster has to come over and threaten the other kid with accelerating his program, whatever that uh. means. And the kid is like, oh, but he started it, which is true. Mm-hmm. uh slick hair gives him the old well i'm ending it routine and tells his henchmen to take him away so this poor kid is dragged away kicking and screaming because brian <laughs> just had to be a piece of shit standing in oh the my line God.
1: yeah i'll give it i'll give you that one <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't help himself but be like hey hey buddy you actually accidentally missed the spot right over here while you were mopping which is what you're supposed to be doing <laughs> I can't. I can't even. No.
0: <laughs> what an asshole! Just couldn't oh. help himself. This kid's like, no, please. <laughs> and Brian's like, well, shouldn't have missed a spot. Good point, though. He should have done his job. <laughs> but Brian doesn't care if he missed a spot or not. That's true.
1: Hey, does slick back hair ever even get a name? No. Besides, maybe headmaster or something.
0: No, not in this episode. Okay. All right. With that nonsense out of the way, Slick tells the boys. That their lives are about to be changed for the better. None of that disobedience bullshit. No talking, no moving, no breathing unless given permission, etc. Just <laughs> nothing. Welcome he welcomes them to, to the perfect
1: school. school.
0: Title Drop. And we quickly transition to after midnight. We see an okay. establishing shot of a building that looks an awful lot like a normal ranch style home, but it's apparently their dorm. And Brian is inside and he can't sleep. Because it's thundering Aww. again.
1: Again. Again. Yeah. No rain, thankfully, I guess, but
0: No, never rain.
1: Always thunder. Never rain. <laughs> it's the scariest thing.
0: So Brian tosses and turns in his bed a bit before sitting up with a sigh, so he doesn't get any sleep.
1: And that's that, yep.
0: Yep. And now it's day two, six fifteen AM. It's breakfast time in the cafeteria. Brian is rolling his neck and says Could the beds here be any less comfortable to sleep on? Joey responds, at least the food is good. CJ is like, huh?
1: This nasty shit? (laughs) So rad.
0: (laughs) He's the bad boy of the bad boys. But then Brian asks about what the other guys think happened to Mr. Tough Guy, which is what he calls the guy with the mop that Brian harassed. Yeah. Brian notes that Mr. Tough Guy wasn't there at breakfast. CJ says that he's got a bad feeling about this place. Then Joe asks CJ if he's going to eat his bread roll. And Joe snatches it without really waiting for an answer. And one of the staff blows a whistle, calling
1: a foul on the bread stealer. <laughs> I do love this part, because Joey just like looks at him and just like, what? He like, <laughs> eats his food. <laughs> good. It, it's a pretty... Pretty good looking bread roll. <laughs> I mean, I'd eat it. <laughs> yeah, I like bread. Bread's great. I love bread. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your scared well brother. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we've got, we are just so thankful for you spending some time with us we hope you consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash private island not only will you help support our show but you get access to a bunch of bonus content like early release episodes stickers t-shirts and more if you're enjoying the podcast and you just can't get enough i post at least once a week on that with some fresh new stuff for you to enjoy i'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons the bronze beth tristan sarah redemption eddie and venice witch the Silver Goth, Steven, Shane, Matt, Geraldine, Aaron, Brittany, Kyle, and Lindsay. The Golden Day Day, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Follow us on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We make a bunch of content for you to enjoy, like GIFs, memes, videos, and more. We watch full-length episodes on Instagram live on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern also included some fun games on my post on mondays and of course we do handmade memes every friday so check it out and enjoy of course we have our facebook group discord server and the tiktok channel if you'd like to check us out there too we've got a sweet link tree link in the episode description where you can find pretty much everything i stream a lot too twitch.tv private so come hang out with me i play video games uh, usually i'm streaming on tuesdays and wednesdays from like 9 p.m eastern until kind of whenever i get off Uh, I also stream periodically through the week, depending on what I'm doing, so follow me and see when I'm live, and just stop in and chat. I love talking with you guys when you stop in. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this themed dating star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in. You guys mean the world to us. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I will talk to you next week. Bye!
0: Later on, in a very gray, plain-looking classroom, all the boys are sitting up, staring with their hands on their desks, just waiting. Brian leans over to CJ right next to him and asks, What do you think they're gonna teach? Table manners? CJ is like, probably some kind of aptitude test. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be?
1: Oh my god, you're a leaf. I, <laughs> shit.
0: I thought the same thing. You're uh, a leaf.
1: That's one of the assignments we had when we were in school. To describe being a leaf, it was stupid. (laughs) I'll never forget it.
0: Yeah, it's literally been like 20 years and we're still like, oh my god, you're a leaf, come on. So dumb. The teacher enters now, a young man in a blue onesie. He tells the group (laughs) that the workbooks he's handing out have to be completely finished. CJ says, there must be like a million pages here.
1: There's a lot of pages. Yeah, it's, it's, it's thick. Thick as hell. Brian tells him, look
0: at the questions, though. What's your favorite food? What do you call your parents? What's your first memory? What kind um, of test is this? CJ is like, the fuck kind of test is this? But then, they notice the teacher kneeling next to Joe, asking what his name is, and overall being
1: very pleasant. Yeah, weird. The, boy, weird. the
0: boys say, Look who found a new friend. Yeah, so that's all now, very Are they weird. supposed
1: to complete that all right now? Like, is that what I think doing? so. A whole fucking I think thing? It's it like, was pretty giant.
0: Yeah, I think it's like you're not leaving until this is done.
1: Mm-hmm. I know that's probably set up for the next episode, but I would lie on everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just to rebel. I think my favorite color is crystal clear. <clears throat> my first memory is uh, <laughs> entering the world.
0: No, it isn't. <laughs> Now, it's 9.14 p.m. Joe and Brian are cleaning the stairs railings with toothbrushes. Joe says it could be worse. They could take away the brushes. Okay, and then they'd be done. Suddenly, that innocent mop kid from before walks up and offers his hand to Brian, saying he just wants to apologize for the misunderstanding the day before, saying that he was quite rude, and Brian tells him not to worry about it. The boy tells Brian that he had his program accelerated, and now he's going home. Brian says good feel. Right. The kid leaves and Joe asks Brian, What happened to him? Brian responds, I don't know, but it's not happening to me. I'm going home.
1: I think his acting is pretty good in this scene.
0: Yeah. Like I, I don't like the character because he sucks, but this guy <laughs> does a good job.
1: The thunder's back to the thunder. And I
0: like I like how like how this kid just like goes and apologizes and is like, you know, has good manners and Brian's like, Fuck that. I'm not ever
1: <laughs> that's not
0: happening to me. I'm not ever going to be nice. Not going to have his good here.
1: manners. I'm done. He's a rebel, man. He's what we yeah, all he strive He
0: has to rebel. Brian runs out of the house and across the lawn until he reaches a moderately high chain-link fence. Definitely looks climbable though. I'd say so. He takes off his belt and he tosses it at the fence to test it, and it sparks when he does.
1: Weird. Yeah. An electric fucking fence. Yeah,
0: that's uh, not a good sign. Searchlights go up and an alarm rings out as soon as that fence
1: goes.
0: (laughs) Guards with flashlights pour out of the main building and scatter.
1: I think this part's really exciting. Yeah, this is is
0: action-packed. Brian starts sneaking around like he's a super spy or something, just barely avoiding a giant searchlight as he oh needlessly God. rolls along the ground.
1: He has to do that roll. Okay. So like he's like hunched against the wall like scooting his way around avoiding a giant searchlight that's like, you know, right on his tail. And then he swiftly rolls forward <laughs> evading the the searchlight. It's great.
0: Yeah. But it's also still thundering and lightning and Oh, he's yeah, very yeah, lit up and it's also just not a very dark night. So. Mm, no. But for the episode, it's very dark, and he's avoiding these searchlights just barely. Headmaster Slick is walking with one of his goons, and he tells him, I want a full lockdown. I want a head count on every dorm. Anyone caught outside will be severely punished. Oh, no. The goon tells him, whoever it is may already be gone, sir. Slick stops walking and turns to the man. He tells him,
1: No one's escaped from the perfect school, and no one ever will.
0: Brian continues running around some more, until he almost bumps into a guard. The guard doesn't see him, though, and Brian hides in a roll of grass turf. An
1: excellent hiding spot, I will say. I guess. (laughs) If you got one there, roll yourself up. Yeah, roll yourself up like it's a carpet. Yeah, I wouldn't second-guess that turf roll. No, I wouldn't second-guess a carpet.
0: (laughs) We cut to inside the dorms. Slick knocks on a door with the words room four on printer paper and taped to the door. It looks very <laughs> shabby. I'm going to be honest.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. The kid
0: opens the door and Slick says, all right, next. Slick starts knocking on the next door, but the camera keeps moving. And we see that the door after that is Brian's
1: crazy. I thought it would be a like, so he's knocking on all one? these doors,
0: no. making sure the kids are all in their rooms.
1: No, the camera you know very, what? very slowly pans, too.
0: Yeah, you 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 mentioned that there you'd think there'd be a couple more, but they're, like, at the end already. Yeah. I don't know how many kids are meant to be at this school, but in, like, the last 30 seconds, he's checked hundreds of rooms. Back outside, we see Brian avoiding some guards and bumping into a trellis, which he just turns around and starts climbing. Inside, Slick is moving onto the last door. His goon says... Last one, sir. Brian O'Connor. So, Paul Walker's in that room.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: They knock on the door, but Brian is still climbing the trellis. He loses his footing and almost falls. Luckily, the henchman is having a hard time with the key for Brian's door for some reason. And Slick takes over and opens it up. The room looks Very empty, tense. and Slick says, I might have known. Then from somewhere on the side, Brian appears and responds, Known what, sir? Brian's excuse for not opening the door right away is that he thought it would be rude to answer the door in his pajamas. So explaining why he's still in his dirt-covered school uniform.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good excuse. I like it. Um, I, the my favorite part about all this though is like he opens the door and we see that Brian is still climbing the trellis, and like the timing just doesn't make sense. Not at but all. I like it. I like it. It's fine.
0: It's absolutely impossible. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. The timing on it, but it is very tense and like as a sequence, it's it's very good. So Slick snarls and says accounted for and
1: leaves. He snarls a couple more times first though.
0: Yeah. He's got a got a bunch of snarls. So now we're on day three, seven twenty-four a.m. The boys are cleaning up the cafeteria. Joe walks up to Brian and says, I see your escape was a great success. Brian says loudly enough that there's an echo. Yep. I'd like to see you try to escape. There's dogs, electric fences,
1: searchlights. When was there dogs? I don't know. There wasn't. I've heard barking, so I guess sure, but bark, bark, eh, whatever. Bark, bark, bark. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I heard.
0: He tells Joe, this ain't a school, it's a prison. Joe reminds him of the school's brochure, which promises satisfaction guaranteed or your parents' money back. CJ comes up then and tells Joe that he's been assigned to toilet duties. As soon as Joe leaves, CJ says, even louder than Brian, That was you last night, wasn't it? You were the one to try to escape. It's cool, I won't <laughs> snitch, snitch, snitch. But then he tells Brian, besides, maybe somebody already beat me to it. The boys look, and Joe is having a nice little chat with one of the guards. Oh, no. CJ tells Brian that Joe was moved to a bigger dorm that morning, and also he had a bigger serving at breakfast.
1: <gasps> oh, Two
0: shit. bread rolls, Cortland.
1: No, he got whistled that first time.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Joe's moving on up, man. Somehow.
1: Okay. Later that day,
0: we see Brian sneaking out of his room again. And it's thundering still.
1: The weather in this area is awful. I know.
0: They need to move. <laughs> Imagine trying to get a, a good night's rest when every single night it's...
1: I couldn't... Well, sometimes I sleep really good during thunderstorms. Other times, not so much.
0: I don't know. I like the rain. But if it was like Scooby-Doo, i no. Can't sleep. Yeah,
1: that'd be tough.
0: Brian makes his way to Joe's room and he goes to open the door. But Joe opens it first, and they startle each other. Weird. Joe asks what Brian is doing there, and Brian says, I just wanted to hang out. <laughs> Joe, Joe tells him, no, no, go back to your room. What? You'll get caught. Brian says, what makes you say that? Your guardian buddy roaming the halls tonight? <gasps> Accusations are flying
1: everywhere. Oh, my God.
0: Joe says, good night, and then he goes to close the door. But Brian stops him. Telling him, You better hope I don't get caught, because if I do, I might think you had something to do with it. Brian starts to head back to his dorm,
1: stopping for a little sip
0: from a drinking yeah. fountain. He's gotta
1: get hydrated. I know. Like very stay important. Stay healthy,
0: Brian. But then Brian hears noises. <laughs> yeah, noises that sound like voices coming from below. He jumps down onto the ground to get a closer listen, but Then it sounds like some guards are approaching from the other end of the hall, so Brian starts running in the other direction, eventually hiding in what looks like a headmaster's office. Mm -hmm. Brian notices that there's a phone in there, so he makes a call. While it's ringing, he notices a small box on the desk that says, Tissue Samples.
1: I'm an idiot and thought it was going to be like napkins.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, This one has the perfect texture. Brian opens up the box to find a bunch of slides in it, yeah, like specimen slides for a microscope. Brian's mom answers the phone and asks what's the hubba, and Brian starts telling her how shit that school is. His mom thinks it's all just a big goof, and he starts to tell her about the voices in the basement when Headmaster Slick snatches the phone and assures Mrs. O'Connor that they're doing the best. To change Brian into a perfect boy. He hangs up the phone and tells Brian, Your program will be accelerated starting tonight. <sighs> oh no. Yep, so we got that uh, program acceleration That thing one there. thing he was
1: trying to Still avoid. Still don't know what it
0: means, but... <laughs> but it means you get to go home, so how bad can it be? Sure. Brian gets dragged out of the room by guards. Now, it's day 4, 2:16 a.m. We very slowly pan across Brian's entire room. This takes like two minutes. So maybe this part could have been cut down a little bit. But you know Ron Oliver wasn't having it. We need to see every
1: inch. So the guards take him away and put him back in his room and he just goes to sleep? Uh, Pretty much. Okay. Yeah.
0: After all that commotion, he's just like, yes, I'm very tired. I had one drink of water and it makes me very sleepy.
1: (laughs) Seems legit.
0: (laughs) Brian's in bed asleep and his dorm room handle jiggles. A white-gloved hand opens the door. Then that hand is placed over his mouth, and in the foreground, we see a syringe full of something pop into the frame.
1: Oh my God! What? Is Brian that tries man? to
0: yell out, but it's muffled, and then he's jabbed with it.
1: I guess. Yeah, because he like you know, the hand glove goes away, and he's all like, Ooh, yeah, he's like,
0: and to be continued. Done. Hits us right there.
1: Crazy, what an outrageous ending.
0: Yeah, right as his program is accelerating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what an episode, you know. I'm very excited to see what happens next, not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, it's, it does a good job of setting up the mystery, because, I mean, you know this place ain't what it seems. And it gives you just enough clues to be like, okay, we got this going on, you got this going on the slides, the weird talking in the basement, uh yeah. what's going on with Joe
1: obvious like the next uh, next episode is very obvious uh where it's gonna be like clones of the kids that they do because they had to do the aptitude test where they like were like hey give us every information bit of Mm -hmm. knowledge you know about yourself make it really super personable because we're going to give that information to your clones and i don't know what they're going to do with like the kids but they took slide samples so they could make clone babies like it's very obvious, you know. Not yeah. not a lot of the foreshadowing. Mean, if you're, you're watching it and you're face, like eight
0: years old and you haven't seen something like this before, uh-huh. um, maybe not, but it does a good sob- job of setting it all up, yeah, you know, like you said.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And just because I'm being slapped in the face with foreshadow, like doesn't oh, matter. Like I like it. Yeah. You can keep slapping me in the face, Ron Oliver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he will. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I guess we can pretty much skip the what do you think will happen this ne- next episode, because it's, uh, it's pretty probably something obvious. like that.
1: Pretty, pretty goddamn obvious. Something about
0: clones, perhaps.
1: I am genuinely interested to see how he gets out of the situation, or if he does, could be one of those bad yeah. endings, I guess, for Brian. Well,
0: let's hope so, because this character sucks. Ex-
1: I mean, he kind of deserves it, but I do like how, I just think he's cool, like, the, the actor, I think, did a really great job at playing Brian yeah um, he's good so let's talk about him okay cool, cool, cool.
0: so brian o'connor is played by sean roberts and sean roberts Cortland, mm-hmm. isn't a lot of shit nice uh he's had quite a career i mean he's got like six things in post-production and pre-production right now Like he's got sweet he's got irons in the fire Cortland. Uh, okay. he's apparently most known for playing Albert Wesker in, like, all of the Resident cool. Evil movies.
1: He played Albert Wesker. If you guys don't know Resident Evil, that's, like, the main bad guy in most of the video games, and I guess the movies. I haven't really watched a lot of the movies. That's yeah. really fucking sweet. Albert Wesker is a really big part. I think it honestly is Capcom's favorite character that they've ever made. They, so that's they put really him cool. in
0: everything. Uh, he's a good
1: character. I like Albert Wesker a lot.
0: Yeah. He, he also, uh... He was in Animorphs, a couple episodes of Animorphs. He was in Famous J- Jackson. But he also seems to just be in zombie things, too, because he was also yeah. in Land of the Dead. and He was in Diary of the Dead. Interesting. And a, something called A Little Bit Zombie. Well, a little bit of zombie. <laughs> Just zombie. <laughs> just a, just a, just just a, little, a little taste of zombie. So, yeah, if you're making a zombie thing, hire Sean Roberts.
1: He likes zombies, and I like zombies. I think we'd be best friends. Yeah, except he's like famous in his bin and has been in stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> and he's great. He's great. Like I, he, I love. He's a uh, good actor. I love like him.
0: him. Okay, so next we have C.J. Cool ass C.J. played by Daniel Lee, and Daniel has been in some stuff too. His first thing was called Scarecrow and Missus King, nineteen eighty six. Which fuck is that? He must have been young as hell because that was like. 12 he's years before this, and he's like 12.
1: He's a bit of a baby, in that. Yeah,
0: Jesus. Okay, so he was in an episode of Forever Night. He was in Kung Fu The Legend Continues, The Usual Stuff, New Ghostwriter Mysteries. And then after Goosebumps, uh, he's in a bunch of stuff I haven't heard of. Including a TV series called Ask a Celebrity Anything, which is a bit presumptuous. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, his most recent credit is in something called Brassic. Sounds pretty Where great. he plays Cop 2. That was in 2020. So he's still doing never stuff. never heard
1: of any of those.
0: Kind of. That's him. Next, cool. we got Joe, who's played by JJ Stalker, which is a cool name. Yeah, it is. Sounds like a, a Spider Man character. JJ started his career also in 1986.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> These kids, I don't know, babies. They
0: start, at, they start them young in Canada, I don't know.
1: Mom and dad were like, put my baby in this movie.
0: <laughs> JJ was in Animorphs, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, Phantom of the Megaplex, Whoa. and his most recent role was in 2005, something called Sue Thomas, F-B-I-E-Y-E.
1: Uh, yep. There's a dog so, on the cover, it must be a good show.
0: Must be Animorphs spin-off. <laughs> okay, so lastly, we'll talk about the Headmaster. Okay. He is played by Victor A. Young.
1: I gotta say, he's pretty far down on the credits for this episode. I mean, I guess it's probably in, like, appearance order. Um, yeah. He, he played a very big role in this episode.
0: He did. And unfortunately, Victor A. Young passed away at oh. the young age of 72 in 2020.
1: Rest in peace, Victor.
0: Yes. He's good in this episode, too. Victor started his career in 1971, so not that much longer before (laughs) these tiny little kids. (laughs) (laughs) He was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but the TV series. I didn't even know there was a TV series. Oh,
1: there's a TV series. I had no idea.
0: Well, it doesn't have... (laughs) Alex Winter or that other guy. So,
1: Ganner Reeves.
0: Oh yeah, that guy.
1: <laughs>
0: I couldn't think of his name. Did you genuinely was, forget? I genu- <laughs> genuinely forgot.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: So Victor was also in the Highlander TV series. It only had he was episodes. in <laughs> Kung Fu the TV series. He was in Forever Night. Classic. Robocop TV series. Poltergeist TV series. Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal.
1: Interesting.
0: He was in FBI as well.
1: What? That is cannot be a coincidence.
0: Yep, he was. His final role was in a video game called The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, which I've never heard of. but
1: I haven't either.
0: It's something. It's a game. It's a game. All right. Well, that's that. That's wow. the peeps. That's, uh, you know, we discussed what's happened on the next episode. We'll save the moral for next episode. This one's just don't be a shithead because you'll end up at the perfect school.
1: The moral actually uh, is eat more bread. <laughs> it always give Steal good
0: bread. Be like <laughs> Aladdin. Yeah. So I, I think that's pretty much it for part one of the perfect school.
1: Sounds
0: good. Yeah. So next week it's part two. No cover still.
1: That's fine. Whatever.
0: Well, I've been up all night. I will talk to you next week for part two of The Perfect School.
1: Sounds good. Talk to you later, Brandon.
0: Bye, everybody. Bye. What do you call your parents?